Hello, I am Grayson Prolty, and welcome to another episode of SAE Tomorrow Today. Before this episode begins, please kindly take a moment to subscribe and be notified when a new episode is released. SAE Tomorrow Today is published every Thursday. On today's episode, I sat down with Bill Lowenthal, Senior Vice President, Product ChargePoint, to discuss the unstoppable migration to electric vehicles by the masses, the design and infrastructure behind a charging network, and how ChargePoint's business model is different than all others, and why it's beneficial for the customer. And away we go. Welcome to the podcast, Bill. Thank you for having us. Super excited. ChargePoint's enabling the future of mobility, so I can't wait to dive into this conversation. But before we dive into it, will you please kindly share a high-level overview of ChargePoint for our listeners? Certainly. So ChargePoint is a technology provider enabling the journey to electrification. And what we do is we provide a solution to site hosts, people that deploy those stations in the ground, with a complete set of stations as well as cloud software used by the site host, along with the free mobile app for drivers. And what we're enabling is for those site hosts, and those could come in the form of, think of a retail establishment, think of a workplace, think of a multifamily property. Uh, I think later we should talk about fleet because that's a very exciting space too. But as consumers are making this conversion to electric, and not everybody knows it yet, but they will be driving electric, um, many different establishments are seeing this as a great opportunity to connect with those, those drivers and enable electric, electrification session for them. And so uh, we're a technology provider that really is the enablement solution for folks wanting to offer that electrification session for their drivers. So you mentioned site host. Would that be a, a hotel or a restaurant or perhaps a, a mall or someplace where individuals go for long periods of times or even a movie theater? All of the, all of those and more. And so when we look at site hosts, they come in many forms. Um, where, where ChargePoint kind of has first established a large, large presence is in uh, workplace, in multifamily, in retail. Uh, you'll find us as you travel along corridors across the country as you're making a, a destination journey. And so those could be fueling and convenience stops. Those could be fast uh, food restaurant environments and things like that. And what we're doing for those companies is what's important here is many people think that, oh, it's just a piece of hardware in the ground dispensing energy. Really what these different hosts are needing is a control platform, really a cloud platform that is governing uh, the privileges and the policies applied to that station. So think, for example, uh, in a workplace, oftentimes they will have, um, they, they want to provide a solution to their employees that provides an electric fueling session for them. And for those employees, they may decide that it will be a free charging session. But in that same parking lot, they may serve the general public. And so we're providing a solution that governs access control and pricing policy based on driver type. If you put that into a retail context, um, there may be a loyalty relationship that you have with that retailer that when you use those credentials, you'll get a free charging session, but the general public gets uh, one that's paid by the minute or the hour or, or the kilowatts. Am I, am I correct in hearing that the your end customer is the one setting the price, charge point is not setting the price? Because that seems to be a big misconception that's out there. Yeah, thanks for pointing that out. Yeah, so we're a technology enabler. And 
part of the capability that we give the site hosts is the ability to set their own pricing policy. In many cases, it could be free. In some cases, it might be a free charging session, but then a overstay fee once their charging session is complete. In other cases, it could be uh, by the minute or kilowatt. And that's entirely up to the site host for what their business objectives are. And if you go back to those examples that I provided before, everyone is putting charging in the ground for a different reason. And when you look at a retail establishment, you look at a restaurant chain, what they really want to do is attract their constituents, their consumers, to spend more time with their establishment. It's a great misconception. There's not a lot of profit in, in selling electrons. But there is the motivation that if those drivers come into my establishment, they'll stay for a full charging session and spend more time and money in my establishment. So maybe they stay for a dessert at a restaurant or have a longer shopping session in a, in a retailer. And um, I think another kind of, when you get into the misconception of pricing, there's another misconception of the fueling model. And many people think, oh, this is like the transition I made. You know, I, I drive an ICE vehicle, uh, an internal combustion engine vehicle, and I'm used to going to empty and then driving to fuel it. That's not the case here when you go electric, which is very liberating, frankly. And uh, really what the model is, it's a top-off model. It's a lot like your cell phone. When I drive at home, I plug in at night. When I drive to work, I plug in at work. And I'm really only replacing the electrons that I used in that trip. And so when I go out for dinner or go to a shopping event, I'm not trying to, to refuel the battery from zero. I'm refueling the battery from, you know, a just what was spent to get to that destination. So this is a, and this is a really important point for your listeners. This is a fuel while, par fuel while parked model, not drive to fuel model. And 80% of the fuel onboarded is at home and at work. I love, love, love the cell phone analogy because you're at home, you come home for the day, you, you plug it into the wall and it's, it's 100% and then you go to the grocery store, you, you go out and about and you take your cell phone with you, you plug it in the car, it's the same thing. And you think about it, your, your vehicle, I call it, it comes home to sleep. And so you get home, you plug the vehicle in, it goes to sleep. Okay, it's topped up, out you go on your journey, you come home and plug it in. So from my perspective, from a marketing perspective, charge point, should you really use your analogy of the cell phone because... You get it. It's the same thing. It's just a, it's just a bigger battery, and it goes everywhere that you pretty much go. So that's absolutely brilliant. It's been said that charging is a hardware problem, and clearly it, it's it's not a hardware problem. Can you dive into that misconception? Sure. You know, it starts out when you know we've been in this business for thirteen years, by the way, uh, before there were electric vehicles, and the the founders of the company really realized that in order to enable the right capabilities for the various constituencies de deploying charging, you really needed to have a network mindset to control, like I said, access, pricing policies. And as you scale the number of charge ports that you enable for your in particular parking lot, and they do need to scale, the rate of electric vehicles coming is super exciting. And so what a lot of people don't realize is how fast their parking lots will change. What's needed to support that deployment is really a software solution, solution behind it. What, what these stations are, um, there is a, a, an important hardware component, but it's part of a bigger system. There's, of course, power electronics that's dispensing electrons to the vehicle. And, and then there is a, 
uh, a CPU system connected to uh, communications capabilities. So it can be controlled by the cloud. Again, who can access it, uh, on what pricing policy, and based on the infrastructure availability, the time of day of the building, and the energy consumption happening in this particular environment, how do we manage electricity so that it satisfies the economic goals that that site host has, uh, whether it's to con control it to a ceiling so they don't have unexpected charges, or to enable them to add more and more ports as more and more vehicles arrive to their facility. And so what's really needed, it's, it's a very integrated experience between a cloud experience governing that station and then as important, and we are like super obsessive about the driver experience, it's how do you then publish that, that station's availability, its location, its pricing set by that site host into a map that then consumers uh, can access and direct themselves to go find the right charger for their destination. So we, we provide a free app to drivers we have a lot of integrations that puts us in the dashboard for consumers to make it even more convenient. And that free app provides them the location, the pricing, the availability of those stations. So what's even more important is we want this to be a really simple experience for consumers. We're at the stage now of this industry where we're going from the early adopters to the early majority. And so we need to reduce all this friction and all this, and we have to break these myths. And so a lot of the things that we do in this integration from the driver experience through the cloud to the station, for example, is I can just tap my phone or my Apple watch to the front of the station to tell them it's me, to start a session, and, and, and it's as simple as that. I don't have to fumble with a bunch of other cards, um, and it, it makes it a very easy, uh, seamless experience for drivers. And we think that's really important for the industry. Um, the automakers are in a big transition, uh, which is really your listenership. Um, and this is a critical societal change we must make for all the environmental considerations, air quality considerations. And so this journey over the next several decades is, is a significant one for the world and one that we're really proud to be part of in driving this uh, deployment to electric. Bill, what is the ChargePoint network? So the ChargePoint network is a network of over 115,000 stations that site hosts have registered into our maps and made their stations accessible to drivers. And then we orchestrate so those drivers can go charge against those stations and through their credentials with ChargePoint using our app, um, we, we facilitate the payment for that session based on the pricing that the site host established, as well as they can use those credentials to go charge in inter on interoperable networks that are out there, such as EVgo and Electrify America and others. And so, our network, as well as networks that are out there, we all interoperate together to ensure that the consumer has a seamless experience wherever they want to drive and charge. Well, that's awesome. So if I'm a retail establishment, I can quote unquote, turn the beacon on, make my charge point available to the network to hopefully drive traffic to my retail location? Exactly, and that's a big motivation for many of these folks is they want to attract consumers. And so they enjoy being on the charge point network because we have a, a great many consumers. And, uh, and then they can extend benefits to those drivers. Maybe they're part of the loyalty program. And that's part of what our software enables. And so uh, about a lot of what we're doing when you say, what is the ChargePoint network, is we're orchestrating experiences that connect the driver and the site host together for the benefit of both of them. 
And so maybe I'm a you know a valued member of a loyalty program at a particular retail chain or restaurant chain, and they extend a specific benefit to me. And um, but if I was just a general consumer, I can pay by the session. And so we're operating that that orchestration layer for the all those site hosts, and then again unifying that experience for the driver, which we think is critical to really help their journey go electric. So I hear loyalty and I'm thinking, okay, if I'm a owner of a multifamily complex, maybe I include uh, charging in your rent. That gives me a competitive advantage versus across the street. If I'm a retailer and you're a member of my loyal loyalty club, perhaps that you get free charging so you go spend time in my store. Is that a, that's the trend that we're seeing across the, the marketplace? Very much so. Charging oftentimes is an amenity and it's an, it's an important solution when you look at workplaces to attract and retain talent and to meet their sustainability goals. And it's as cheap as a cup of coffee for those employees is charging. So the, you know, that's another myth to break down, frankly, is it's not expensive and it's not, you know, and the electrons aren't that expensive. Um, and so same thing with multifamily operators and commercial real estate entities. This is a really important solution for them to attract and retain tenants. And so the commercial real estate entity, they own the parking lots. And so what we, uh, we partner with them across uh, both continents and we're enabling their tenants to meet those tenants' business goals, whether it's enabling employees, enabling retail uh, uh, consumers or enabling tenants in a multifamily property. But ultimately, this is, this is all one of the catalysts is that amenity dimension. A different catalyst is there's a lot of um, uh, mandates, building codes and others that are also requiring folks, you know, make their electric journey. And both of these things are working in concert to a really wonderful effect to, to, you know, have more and more places for people to charge. So the charge point hardware combined with your incredible software is enabling these companies to retain talent and meet their goals? Yep. Yep. And get to work in an easier way. That's brilliant. ChargePoint's doing a great job with over 115,000 charging stations on the ChargePoint network. Could you kind of explain how the, the network works? I really like your integration with Apple CarPlay. It's seamless. It's right there. It's it's beautiful. Could you talk about how the network works? Is it kind of, I'm going to use a cell phone analogy again. Is it the old days where we're roaming or how does how does your network work? There's a couple pieces to this. So let me see if I can first kind of lay out uh, the differences between ChargePoint's network and other networks that uh, your listenership or drivers might encounter. So first of all, like like I said, we're a technology provider. And so we're providing a solution to ChargePoint site hosts. Again, retail, commercial real estate, workplace, all those places. And they're making the decision to put electric in the ground. And they're buying from us on a variety of business models, frankly, a, a station, a cloud plan that governs that access and ongoing support and maintenance solutions. And they can buy that in a CapEx fashion or an OpEx fashion, a recurring kind of uh, pay-as-you-go pay kind of monthly model. And we aggregate all those into the ChargePoint network that, again, is available to drivers through that CarPlay experience, like you mentioned, uh, through other in-dash experiences, as well as through the app. So we don't own the network. And I think that's one of the kind of the key aspects that's different. When you see, and if we talk about North America, for example, large networks out there, 
uh, is EVgo, Electrify America, the Flow Network. Those companies own those assets. They're in the business of making money on utilization and selling electricity. We don't, that's not our business model. We're a technology provider to support the business objectives of the site host. But what's super important for consumers is that you can use your ChargePoint credentials and charge all across the ChargePoint network for the stations that are available to the public or that you're given specific access privileges to, as well as the public networks like EVgo and Electrify America. So we interoperate with those networks and we think that's really important for the industry. We want to make it simple. So you're, and one example is the, uh, the cell phone example. Another one is I can take my ATM card and I might be a Chase customer, but I can go to B of A or Wells Fargo and they interoperate. That's brilliant. That brings up the whole issue of standards. Without standards, would this network be able to scale? So standards are a super important aspect for that interoperability that you mentioned, but equally important to um, the interaction of the charger to the vehicles. And I think for this audience in particular, uh, that is critically important. And so the industry converging on standards um, so that there is predictable, safe, um, and easier experience for consumers is, is critical. And you know we're particularly concerned about security, and we're also very concerned about a open, accessible opportunity for all players in the marketplace. So that's a, that's a critically important aspect of how the auto industry and the charging and infrastructure industry is working together to make that happen. Let's stay on the security theme here for a minute because ChargePoint's involved with the SAE Research Project developing a secure EV charging ecosystem. Could you kind of talk about that and the role that security plays in that, please? Sure, yeah. So this is critically important. I'm glad you brought this up. Um, we've been involved in the industry in a standards way uh, for, for, for the last decade. Um, and what we've been involved with with SAE is is critically important in terms of providing consumers the uh, comfort that they have um, a really trusted, secure experience and private in their sessions. And what we've been doing with SAE is really leading a, um, a working group and participating in a working group that's driving what we would call electric vehicle charging and this is technical, public key infrastructure. It's a PKI project. And what it's about, it's strengthening the EV charging systems uh, security. And, uh, and there's research about different ways that when the vehicle connects to the charger, how is that uh, kind of fortified throughout the industry? So that is a very, uh, think of all the internet security that goes on in terms of protecting consumer privacy, it's akin to that, and but it's also akin to now we have a vehicle and a charger connected to the electric grid. So we want to be very uh, guarded against any bad actors that could interrupt that whole chain. So this is a very important initiative, uh, and SAE's been in front of it, and ChargePoint's a very active member of that working group. It's wonderful because you're getting ahead of a potential very big issue with national security implications. So that's really smart. You mentioned private. Am I right to assume that that's the privacy debate that's going around? So if let's say Bob or Mary plugged in here, all suddenly 
some bad actor knows everywhere they're charging. Is that what you mentioned with to protect your customer's privacy? Certainly. So that's a component of this. So the individual's privacy is a key component. Protecting uh, threats against the network is a key component. Uh, there's financial transactions involved oftentimes in some of these. So the financial integrity of this whole exchange. What's important for the industry is that consumers can trust this experience and, and not that have be an inhibitor to the adoption of EVs. It is critical, critical that uh, we have removed the uh, range anxiety, the privacy and security, and the fears that this is complex from the equation. And there's lots of great things across the industry on all those fronts, uh, making this journey really mainstream. We're in, we're in a very exciting uh, next uh, half of this decade uh, in terms of how many people are gonna be driving electric and they just don't know it yet. That's a very valid point, but I really want to hammer home on trust because you're 110% right. Without trust, everything collapses. The trust of the ChargePoint brand and the commitment to security and the company's commitment to privacy, is that what's spurred largely moving your ChargePoint home flex that your consumers say, this company cares about my privacy. I trust this company. I want to put their charging system in my home. Is that what's driving those sales for you? Oh, I think there's a lot of things that are driving the sales. And so um, ChargePoint's an established brand um, in North America. Uh, we are um, also have a strong presence across Europe. And so I think the frequency of which consumers encounter the ChargePoint brand, many of them first learned about it at work or where they lived, and then want to have the simplicity of that experience. Um, in their home environment, as well as they go around town. So one of the components of, we make a great product, it's been selected the product of the year by a number of publications. And so the ChargePoint Home Flex, for your readers that don't know that or listeners, is a home charging solution that can be set for a variety of outputs based on the homeowner's available electrical capacity, as well as what's possible for the vehicle. So it goes from 16 amps up to 50 amps, which is incredible for a home charger. And it's the size of an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. And so our focus on that home charger has been the, the design, a very simple way in which one can redock the connector when they're done charging their vehicle. So there's really nice cord management. It interacts on their home Wi-Fi network so they can talk to Alexa and ask if my car is charging. They can set a schedule to take advantage of the electrical rates that are advantageous to EVS, to EV owners. Typically, you want to charge overnight when your rates are uh, uh, really adv advantaged for you. And so that's a big component of this. And then seeing my whole charging experience in one session on the app has been something loved by our drivers. So now I can understand all my fueling costs, whether I'm charging around town or at home, what it really costs to fuel that vehicle. And they're always delighted because they're used to what the maintenance and the fueling costs were for their ICE vehicle, internal combustion engine vehicle. And, and now when they go to electric, you know, they love the, A, the experience of driving it, the impact that they're making on, on, uh, on our air quality and everything else. And then of course, then they have this great, you know, uh, cost benefits that weren't necessarily the motivator, but a great experience as being an EV driver. Because consumers, they, they love savings. They love to be able to see it and they don't have to, you mentioned with the ice, no more oil changes, no more going to the, the gas station. And this goes into your 
company's whole thing of your focus on the driver experience because your system as you describe it's a really great system it looks clean uh, the app works and that ties into your deal with volvo cars you recently just announced a deal for volvo cars usa volvo is known for safety you're known for really great charging and driver experience will you please kindly talk about that deal that you announced with volvo yeah super exciting uh we're so so happy to see their cars coming to market so we are partnering with Volvo to enable their dealers and their drivers to go electric. And that, there's a whole component to this, but uh, at dealerships, you'll see the ChargePoint experience. They're offering the ChargePoint home product we just talked about to their drivers. Um, and then they're enabling those drivers to charge across the ChargePoint network. Fantastic. Yeah, and so our partnership with the automotive industry is critical. and. We're super excited about Volvo. The dimensions of that relationship are very similar to things that we do across the industry with, with all the leading brands of EVs out there. Again, we want to reduce the friction and make it real simple for consumers and dealers to go electric. And the dealer population is a really important one. Um, and uh, there's a bunch of exciting cars coming and they want to make sure that those consumers leave that dealership with a great experience. And uh, ChargePoint is very actively working with that community to make that happen. And you, you mentioned earlier about fleets, and I want to dive into fleets for a second. Why do electric vehicles make sense for fleets, and what role is ChargePoint playing in the charging aspect of those electric vehicle fleets? Yeah, great question. So there's a bunch of stuff going on in fleets, and when we talk about fleets, they come in a lot of different flavors. Um, so we can think about the delivery uh, type of fleets. We can think about transit fleets that are delivering people. Uh, uh, there are uh, oftentimes motor pool fleets where it's a company vehicle that gets checked out and returned for the day. So all these fleets are going electric and they're doing it for different reasons. In some cases, uh, in order for them to be continuing their business of delivering people or packages, they're working in geographic areas that are going to have a mandate to go electric. And so this is an important journey that they're on. For others, uh, they're they're really motivated by the TCO savings and there's substantial TCO benefits for fleets to go electric. You mentioned the maintenance savings that they're there before, the fueling savings. Um, and so there's significant benefits for them to go electric. And there's a lot of incentives as well that are helping the, you know, catalyze this marketplace. So when, when fleets go electric, and it kind of points to one of your earlier questions, they think it's a hardware problem but it's really a software problem. They have to think about, and what we're providing for them is, how do they fuel those vehicles when there's a, you know, a large amount of them in a very cost-efficient way so they know that it is ready when it needs to leave the next day, next hour, next morning, whatever it might be. And so what we're providing, integrated into our hardware solutions that range from AC and DC hardware, which means, Level two, level three, if, you're, if your readers understand that, is uh, kind of a whole range of uh, charging solutions with integrated software uh, management capabilities around the station experience, the energy experience, and the fleet logistical experience. So how do I know when that vehicle is supposed to leave? How do I understand what my energy costs are for this environment? And how can I then optimize algorithmically based on the varying returned, returning state of charge that these vehicles may have, how do I optimize the fueling model 
so that, again, they can leave on time the next day with a full battery. And so we're providing the complete solution around that technical suite, but also for fleet operators, everything from upfront consultation about which depots and which routes to electrify to helping them through the, uh, the build out of those depots to a full suite of support solutions once they've deployed. So we've talked a lot about charging, but I'm super, super curious. How do you design an EV charging station or an EV charging depot? Because it seems that there's a lot of complexity. You've talked a lot about software, but to me, there seems like a lot of complexity that goes into developing one of these stations, especially if you're looking for a fleet operator. Sure. So great question. There's a lot that goes into it. So I think there's, when you're thinking about the station itself, there, I think I'd break it down in the following ways. You have to be very um, deep, deep insight into the, into the logistical environment that the station will operate in. So we've paid a lot of attention. And when you see our commercial charging stations, for example, um, you'll see that there's two ports on there so that we can efficiently, from the cost of the installation and the make ready of pulling conduit and wires and pouring concrete to operating that station, we can serve parking uh, spaces efficiently. When we went into a depot environment, it's similar. What are the, uh, how do we map to the parking environment? How do we map to the mounting requirements? So there's various options of wall mount, bollard mount, as well as gantry mount solutions. On top of that, there's a component of safety. So you'll see in our stations, we pay a particular emphasis obsessively on cable retraction. We wanna keep cables out of puddles, off the ground, and plugged into the front of the charger. It, the cable is the highest wear item, so we put a lot of design around that cable integrity. So safety, reliability, serviceability are key components. We actually acquired a UL facility in San Jose, and we have the largest test facility uh, that we know of in the industry, and we're doing extreme, especially for fleet, you think about the durability it has to go through, salt fog, sand, uh, extreme temperature changes. And you can actually see on our blog, uh, a whole video about our uh, advanced testing labs. So the design of these stations is about how can we design them to be serviceable, to minimize downtime. So very modular in their approach, very footprint conscious. So it's efficient real estate wise but also very easy to use for consumers and for fleet operators. So we pay a lot of uh, effort into the industrial design of these stations for durability, accessibility, branding options for our site hosts. Uh, you'll see a lot of emphasis in terms of displays in our devices so that we can support both the user, the installer and servicer so they can get good sense of signal strength and other attributes about it. Displays are actually not that common in, in uh, EV charging stations and they need to be. Um, and then there's, you know, for example, if you go to a workplace and there's actually a station on hold, what we call wait list, you'd want to communicate to a consumer that's not in that wait list that that station's on hold. So displays are really important for us to communicate a variety of things for, our, for various applications. Um, and so that all of those components go together in the design of these stations. And then monitorability. So our integration with software so that we can remotely monitor, support, uh, resolve issues, 
just from our, you know, we have a world-class contact center and support center for our customers. So, so that's a key component of this. It's, it's how can we help monitor and triage issues, uh, which are critical for fleets, which that's a mission critical application. They need to make sure those vehicles leave on time. Why are displays not commonplace in the industry? And that's something that you're very proud of, I could tell, but, but why are they not commonplace? I think it was started because people thought it was just a hardware problem. And they didn't think that there was a network connected connected to it that was governing what is the price of that station? Is it on hold for someone specifically? And ChargePoint uh, really, you know, has driven this to be the standard that we think is required in a commercial setting. And that display has a lot of benefits. You think about our retail customers, they run videos on these things. Everyone, you know, wants to um, ensure that there's a simple experience for the consumer that doesn't create a hassle for someone inside of a store, inside of a hotel, inside of a restaurant. And so we think the display simplifies this whole experience for everybody. You're right, because displays are everywhere. Our phones are a display, our TVs a display, our iPads a display. You said on hold for somebody. So let's say you, Bill, you're driving your thing. Can you reserve a, a spot at, say, Acme Grocery Store and say this spot's reserved for Bill? Is that what that on hold means? Yeah, so, so we call it wait list. And it's a solution that our site hosts have the choice to use or not use. It's most frequently used in workplace. And so you work in a place uh, uh, that has EV charging and you and your colleagues, because there's EV charging there, by the way, you may not have been an EV driver when you started to work in there, but you got an EV because now you knew you had a place to charge. The same dynamic actually happens at multifamily as well. And so those are places that actually create EV drivers uh, as well as the automotive relationships that we have. And so you, you and I work at a place that has EV charging. We both arrive at the same time. I sign up for the wait list. I have access. You're, you're, you have a message on your phone saying you're next in line. When I'm done, I'll get a notification to move. And then you'll get a notification that you're up. And this is part of how do we really maximize utilization so that the drivers are served, and the hosts can be efficient with the assets that they've deployed. It's brilliant from a just a human relationship standpoint. So you don't get the the angry person going to, he doesn't move his car again. He, he's been there for eight hours. It, it's you get the okay. It's it's it, now it's go time. It goes back into your driver experience. And sticking on driver experience, is the charge point experience consistent from station to station from? the office to the retail establishment. Is that a consistent experience for your drivers across the network? Yes, yeah, so this is super important. So uh, this we take great pride in this, and it's something that uh, we are very conscious about the hygiene across the network. So the precision of the, uh, the log and lad or the GPS coordinates to find that station, the, uh, the, the consistency of the experience that I can have the same experience uh, tapping to charge at work, tapping to charge at retail, tapping to charge uh, when I go to a hotel or wherever. And whether it's an AC or DC station, that's consistent too. And so I think that's an important aspect. So if I'm driving out of town and going up to the mountains and I, I can encounter charge points along the way because there's a whole bunch of corridor charging that we've enabled, um, I can just tap my phone to that front of that uh, high-speed uh, CP250 ch charging station and, and fuel on the spot. And that's, I think, a critical aspect of what's unique about ChargePoint is we're, we're providing both the hardware and this integrated driver experience and site host platform. And that's what unifies this experience as they go from place to place. 
That brings the question, what is the future of charging? Uh, well, I think the future of charging is a lot of what we see today. Um, we're going to see rapid expansion of many, many places to charge. What's also surprising to folks is they don't realize how many places there are already to charge. And so when you encounter someone that hasn't been really experienced in an EV vehicle before, they always wonder, well, where are those charging stations? Are there any? And then you open up the app and they're all around you. <laughs> and they just don't realize that until you show them, well, it's in your local parking garage or it's down at the library. Or And cities and municipalities have been a really key, uh, I think, partner in bringing forth this opportunity and utility uh, uh, companies as well. They're, they're a key partner in, in bringing EV charging everywhere. So uh, there's 115,000 places to charge here, plus all the places you can roam. Um, and so um, I think the EV charging future is really driven by as more and more vehicles are coming to market and there's you know, 40 plus exciting vehicles coming of all shapes and sizes, I think you're gonna see lots and lots of places that are in, uh, joining this revolution to help everybody go electric. So um, that's not the gap. The gap is really getting people past the miss that it's not that I, I drive to fuel, I fuel while parked and uh, it is uh, the, the understanding the great economics of going EV, not to mention the great driving experience. If you are, and I'm sure there's lots of listeners here who are, we all love cars and we all love driving. And uh, we like fast cars. And driving an EV is really, it's a great performance experience. These cars handle great. I mean, there's really super exciting cars coming. And, and you know, vehicles all, of all types for all applications. And so, you know, there, nothing gets left out. It's a really fun experience going electric. And then you have all the economic benefits too. And so, um, the, the, you know, in the next decade here, there's a lot of exciting change. And, you know, I joined ChargePoint a couple of years ago. And one of the things that um, I thought was super important was when we look at the long-term evolution going in front of us, EVs are a very critical technology innovation that is impacting society in more than just air quality. We're going to see EVs on the path to autonomous and autonomous being a way in which we can kind of redistribute the amount of real estate that's housing parked cars for 22 hours of the day to more of a shared ride economy uh, and shared you know, vehicle economy uh, that allows us to redeploy some of that real estate for other issues that society is facing, like shortages of housing, uh, ways in which to, you know, provide more uh, farming environments, whether it's indoor or outdoor. So there's a lot of societal benefits that electrification is driving towards autonomy over the next, you know, three decades. And uh, charge points in a really exciting place with a whole bunch of exciting companies making that journey possible. That's brilliant. And it's a wonderful way to summarize and wrap up this insightful conversation and as we look to wrap up i think that was absolutely brilliant but is there anything else that you like the listeners to take away with them about electric vehicles or charging in general they should download the charge point app it's free to use they can get a sense of where all the all the chargers are around them they can see how affordable it is uh, to charge an electric vehicle and um, they should go rent one and and make a sunday drive and get the experience for themselves 
This is absolutely brilliant. And for our listeners who don't drive an electric vehicle and, and really don't understand a lot about charging, as Bill has clearly demonstrated in this podcast, ChargePoint cares about the driver experience and they're going to ensure that you have a wonderful driving experience when you're driving your electric vehicle. Charging on the network no longer is range anxiety going to play a role. No longer we have to go to a gas station and be able to charge in your residence. And Bill, thank you so much for shedding your incredible insights, debunking a lot of the myths that are out there and just sharing this wonderful uh, conversation with us. So thank you so much, Bill. Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to SAE's Tomorrow Today podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please kindly rate it, share your feedback, we love comments, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. For more information on SAE and SAE podcasts, be sure to visit sae.org forward slash podcast and follow SAE on social media at SAEINTL on Twitter and Instagram and at SAE International on Facebook and LinkedIn. SAE International makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information presented in this podcast. The information and opinions are for general information only. SAE International does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast.